Welcome back to another episode of Supporting a Girl with Karis. I'm Karis Saunders and today I spoke to Gillian from Jilly Bean Pottery. Now, we spoke about why she squashed all her early creations, how she took the plunge and bought her first pottery wheel and making her glazes in the future, which is so exciting. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. She makes really unique handcrafted pottery and it's just so, so beautiful. So head on over her website and everything is linked down below check it out and let's go chat to her i have always been someone who has loved making like ever since i was a kid i would just spend hours making anything with anything that i could get my hands on i was one of those kids that the cereal wasn't even open in the plastic before the box was gone because I would need it to make something. I just would spend hours, I would get completely lost in just doing things with my hands and just anything that involved making something. And then when I was still little, my mom actually signed me up for a pottery class and it was instant. I was just hooked and I loved going. It was like the best few hours of my week. And it's just always been there. It's always been there ever since I was really, really small. And honestly, when I was like coming to decide what to do after school, I didn't really know that you could be a potter. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds really stupid thinking back, but I didn't know that that would like a career option, I guess you know, all your teachers and school and there's like a push for like university courses, jobs that are going to pay money and (laughs) a career that actually sounds like a career, not just making stuff out of muck. So I didn't go down that road, but it was always in my head. It was always in my head that one day, I think there's just a perception that you can't make it pay, you know, you can't make a living off it. So I just always thought one day I would do it. But in my head, it was honestly much later, like way down the line when I could afford to do it. You know, when my career was done, I I wasn't even sure. I just knew that I would. I did it as a hobby for lots of years and, you know, on and off for so many years and just always loved it like it's just the most precious kind of mindful I know how much it gives me and I'm I know how much I get out of it and I don't I don't get that from anything else in my life just that kind of focus that calm kind of lovely creativity I don't get that anywhere else yeah and then I was going to classes and the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and I wasn't able to go anymore and I really missed it and again with the way things were at the time I had some time. I had more time than I usually would. I was still working, but I found myself with more time. And I took the plunge and bought a pottery wheel. And amazing. I have not looked back. <laughs> Needless oh, amazing. To say. Amazing. <laughs> what was the first thing that you made? You know, what did you start with whenever you got the wheel? You're like, right, we're going to go. Do you know, has it always been mugs? I know you do a bit of a mix of things. Kind of what was the first thing? Well, to be honest, I bought the wheel just uh, knowing that I still needed to work quite yeah. hard to get to a point where I was going to be happy enough with what I was making that I'd be prepared to sell it. The selling thing was kind of secondary. But for like three or four months, I did have a killing so I just made things to recycle I didn't make things I had no intention of firing or glazing them or anything I would just made and made and made and then I squashed everything (laughs) it was a way of learning a way of practicing a way of becoming more consistent 
And I wanted to get a lot better at repeat forms, like making the same shape over and over again. I did that for months and months. So the first things I made, I don't even remember, like I was just practicing. I was just gaining confidence, making different shapes. So my aim would have been to make like a whole variety of things in a whole range of different sizes and shapes and scales. And I just wanted to try everything and I wanted to get really good really quickly (laughs) at everything. (laughs) I was very ambitious. I love that. Do you do a big range? Do you have a favourite thing to make, whether it's bowls or mugs? or I know you even do like dog bowls, which I love. Kind of, Do you have a favourite or is it always something a bit different? It's nice to have a bit of variety. Yeah. You don't want to make the same thing all the time. But I do really love making big, big bowls. That's definitely my favourite thing to make. So I just love like a big old lump of clay. I love the process of making a bowl. It feels very natural to me, just the range of motions that your hands have to go through to turn a piece of mud into a big bowl. Very satisfying as well. Like I like just lovely big salad bowls. Those would definitely be my favourite. I love your little tumblers. I'm just looking at them now and I keep the little <laughs> like butter dishes and it's just, oh, I just think your tumblers are stunning. You do a range of glazes. Do you make your own glazes or are these just ones you've kind of picked up along the way? I use a combination of commercial dipping glazes and brush on glazes. Okay. I don't make my own glazes. I would like to one day. Yeah. But I feel like I would need guidance. Yeah. It's a whole other field of study. And like you can do a PhD in glaze chemistry. It's oh, like wow. okay. madly complicated. And glazes are wildly unpredictable. So even the ones that you buy, like off the shelf glazes can do completely different things in different conditions. Oh, wow. Like you can buy a glaze and you like the look of it in the picture, but you might have have to test it and tweak it like dozens of times before you get that actual result even it's like small temperature differences how much you've got in your kiln when you're firing like there's so many variables everything will give you a different result yeah I'd love to but right now I use some great local suppliers who do a fantastic range of dipping glazes and brush on glazes they're more space saving as well I have only got a very very teeny studio right now I don't have the space I don't feel to start experimenting with making my own glazes you would need to invest in a lot of raw materials in order to do that it's a bit of a goal maybe one day I don't know when I definitely need bigger speaks I think before I start experimenting with that we can always put it off for the future that can be a future Gillian can work that one out (laughs) (laughs) it's on the list (laughs) (laughs) so what would an average day look like for you then Gillian are you doing this full time or is it still just like a wee side hustle it's a bit of a side hustle for now now, my paid employment, so that my pottery, I'm obviously self-employed and yeah. then I complement that with a part-time office job. So I work three mornings. So between the two things, the pottery is definitely growing, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, I'm busier like every month that passes. I'm busier than the previous. It's fantastic. So it's generally getting harder to juggle everything. So what my day looks like just depends on whether it's like a day that I'm getting up and getting my kids out to school and then going to the office for a little while Mm -hmm. or whether it's one of the days where I'm getting up and getting the kids out to school and then my commute to the studio which is at the bottom of my garden (laughs) is very convenient altogether but if it's a studio day it will depend on where I am in my making process so I'll either have
have set myself a target of like throwing maybe 20 or 30 or it could be a day where I need to like put handles on 30 mugs so I will just focus on putting handles on 30 mugs or it'll be a day where I need to get my kiln on so it might be a glazing day it just depends there's lots of variety and then there's always the all of the unseen stuff I might have to dedicate a few hours to my finances or invoicing or social media or so many little itty bitty things that you don't really anticipate (laughs) are going to be part of it but it's all necessary it's all necessary stuff so you have to try and incorporate it somehow but yeah I mean it's all good I enjoy every part of it honestly there's nothing I really dread there's nothing I really don't look forward to I love it all amazing so I know you do all your work in small batches you mentioned about 20 or 30 is that kind of your average number per batch yeah it is I can't really make more than 30 things at a go smaller things I could do 30 of a smaller thing if I was doing like large salad bowls we spoke about those like Mm -hmm. the maximum I could do would be five in a batch it's all down to space again I don't have a lot of surface space and things need to dry undisturbed just finding places to put things (laughs) so I can leave them the amount of time that they need once they're fired obviously you can kind of stack things but you definitely can't stack things when they're so soft before they've been in the kiln so (laughs) it's down to space and it's down to process you know everything is quite slow nothing happens quickly so ceramics is I would say it's a patient game but it's taught me patience honestly I like not naturally patient it has taught me patience (laughs) I know I suppose it's one of the things you have to be patient for because if you try and rush it you're just gonna wreck it absolutely yeah that's exactly it (laughs) (laughs) we chatted about in the future potentially making glazes do you have anything coming soon that you can give us a little teaser for I have some new stockists. Amazing. That, yeah, that's always exciting. It's always lovely to see your things in a shop yeah. and like a lovely professional looking environment. It really does. I don't know what the word is. It feels good to see your stuff surrounded by other beautiful things like that people have made. It's just a really nice feeling. So I've got one that I can definitely confirm and one that I am maybe not allowed to let out of the bag just yet. But my next stockist is going to be Scorched Earth Design in Belmont. Oh, yes. And they make an amazing range of wooden laser cut products. They're just incredible. They do laser cut maps on wood and they're the most detailed things. It's quite amazing how they do it. But he also stocks a range of kind of local makers. So he's got a variety of things, not just wooden giftware things. And the shop is really beautiful. Yeah, so there's that. And then in terms of exciting upcoming events, I heard recently that I've been accepted for the Belfast Potters Market. Amazing. So that is always a really lovely one to do. It's on this year on the 5th of August, Saturday, the 5th of August. But that's a wonderful, wonderful event. Lots of really, really amazing, talented potters from all over the island of Ireland in one place. Yes. It's lovely because we love chatting to each other. Like it's always really great to have other potters that you can just kind of, I don't know, geek out with, I suppose. a lovely enjoyable event people who really like pottery and enjoy collecting pottery and know a thing or two about pottery they tend to come along and you know they travel from quite a distance mm-hmm. sometimes just to see what the latest is in the world of pottery so it's a nice thing it's a very nice thing so that's going to be in c.s lewis square on the 5th yes it is saturday Perfect. the 5th of August. 
fingers crossed I can make it because I went I think to the last one and I absolutely loved it I have such like a soft spot in my heart almost for ceramics and I'm kind of clueless but I keep buying and buying and like we just got a house and I'm like I've already filled it with bits and bobs so (laughs) (laughs) there's always room for another few small wish something in (laughs) (laughs) do you have any idea of where you would like to be in the future like five years time what is the big dream I assume hopefully a bigger studio but have you any other big dreams a bigger studio yeah. will be incredible <laughs> yes bigger studio will be incredible i've started teaching pottery with um mud ireland and yes. that has been honestly so much fun i've just gotten so much enjoyment out of that it's not a frequent gig it's like yeah. two times a month but it's so much fun that i think i want to do a little bit more of that and i don't know exactly how it's going to look it might be a bigger studio and maybe some kind of regular pottery teaching as well maybe some classes there yeah but maybe next I don't have a date my kids are still little my youngest is seven so having my pottery studio in the back garden is really flexible I'm still at home but I'm working and I can be there and I can kind of dip in and out so for now that's really really convenient and the dream of a bigger studio is still strong but I might need to wait a few years until I kind of know that they're a little bit more independent oh yes well fingers crossed it's still in the pipeline in a few years time you never know exactly yeah that's it who would be some of your favorite local businesses then one that I have a real soft spot for is shop it's a gift shop an art gallery in Whitehead called 2020 art okay um and uh, it's run by a girl called Vicky and Vicky is just incredible. She is like a, she's just a supporter like of all things arts. She she gets it. She introduces new artists and new makers to her shop like probably pretty like early mm-hmm. by a lot of standards. You know, she likes something she'll just trust her instinct and go with it. And she's got such a good eye that I'd say she's rarely wrong um, when she sees something she likes. So she was my first stockist and um, she approached me and it was just like, it was such an incredible confidence boost for me personally. And it's just so nice to have my stuff stocked in her shop. It's another absolutely stunning base. I have a lot of respect for her and the shop is, like I said, just amazing. I mean, there's so many amazing local potters. I could name so many. I mean, the girls from Red Earth Design are just mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, I think just generally potters are just like just really nice people, but they've been so supportive because I'm relatively new to the scene. Like I've only been selling for maybe two years and yeah, I had a bit of imposter syndrome, honestly. I felt like a big deal, like just kind of starting out in that arena. But everybody's been so welcoming and there's not a case of, I don't know, I don't think potters really see each other is competition it's like a nice support of community there's room for everybody and it feels that way it feels like everybody's just really happy to have that kind of support network it feels more like that it's honestly really nice oh amazing isn't Gillian so lovely I love chatting to her and I'm just obsessed with her pottery so all her stuff is linked down below in the episode notes so definitely go check it out and if you enjoyed this episode do leave us a little rating or review wherever you're listening and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode